This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got, got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but well, to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only. 18 plus. Rewards. Registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. So, see mcdonalds.com for full details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. There's a team that we all love, playing out of person town. They've had a few promotions, but always end up going down. Play up, play up for fail. 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 Welcome to the Ayland Vale podcast. It is Saturday. The 2nd of March, that's right, we're one-sixth of the way through 2024 and we still haven't won a game of football. Um, Before any swear words come out, I'll just say if anyone doesn't like swearing, doesn't want to hear passion, anger, emotion of two fans that for years have travelled the length and breadth of the country supporting the team, being hurt and it'll come out how hurt we are turn off now because there will be swearing in this um, so without any swearing now turn off if you don't want to hear it because there's a lot of anger and emotion Johnny we've both been today and where's your head at because I can't watch them spineless useless bastards much longer no the, pro- the, the problem is it's just it, it's the same shit but a different day isn't it and yeah. you, you look at it and you've got players out there that don't want to be here so if that's the case, tear up your contract and fuck off. Like, yeah. Ojo is the biggest mordor I have ever seen of a footballer. He obviously doesn't want to be there. Pop your contract back that you've signed your three-year deal, which will be on good money. Pop that back to the club, say thanks, Carol. See you in a bit. There's just no need for it. It's, it's, it just winds me up. Then you look at the rest of them and, like, the, the, they, they haven't got a set of bollocks between them. They're just... Weak, physically and mentally, like, and we we bang on about mental health a lot. And look, as a footballer, you've got to have thick skin. You've got to have thick skin. And this is this this isn't always going to go personal on players, but from what we see, they cave as soon as we can see the goal, and we're conceding a goal every fucking game. So yep. it's, what what can you do? We're not. I can't remember the last time we conceded a good goal for a start. And I honestly mean that. Well, like, when was the last time we conceded a goal where you looked at it and thought, good goal that was? 
Yeah, I can't think. I honestly, off the top of me, I can't think of one. No, and that's the problem because every single goal we gift is a gift. Like, look, look at the look at the three today. Fucking the first one, disgraced by Deborah, and then Mapata spinners it in his own net. Yep. The, the second one was 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 bloody awful defending, and we managed to just just leave the white gale in the box, and at four foot ten, out jump both of our centre halves, and then the third one again, disgraceful by Deborah. It's it just I, I don't see where I don't see where we go from here. I don't see how we how we stop this rot. We've changed the manager that hasn't worked, and I know that you said on the coach back there's that like. It's probably five of the worst performances since the management change. Yeah. Now, this isn't on Darren Moore. What we're seeing at the moment is not on Darren Moore. He's come in and he's inherited that team and he can't do anything about it. However, as I said on the coach on the way back, I'm going to give him some credit because he came into a side that was absolutely fucking awful and the worst side in this league and so far he's made it worse. So he's got to take some credit for making that team even worse than it was because that takes some doing. I can't agree that he's made it worse. I really can't. I think I, I, I don't think he's made it any better. But you you look at we we performed sixty minutes at Reading and it looked like we had a bit of fight and a bit of desire. Tuesday, you you look at how that went and stuff like that, and things have improved, but only in short spells, and it's not it's not maintained. And that's that's the problem that that we can't maintain it. Summaries, in-game decisions are, are weird. Battling, um, I think, is the word. Yeah, some of them are, but I don't I don't think it's got any worse. I just don't think it's improved, and that's, and that's the big problem. That ninety minutes today, and those people saying, "Well, Derby are a good side," I couldn't tell you because it didn't have to be, so I couldn't tell you. I don't think they got out of first gear today, and you said that as well, Johnny. I, so I can't sit in and go, do you know what, we lost 3-0 to a good side today, because I'm not saying they were a bad side, they just didn't have to try, so I couldn't tell you if they're good or bad. So today, for me, we haven't shown up for the full 90 minutes, and that yeah. late Nordic game at home was absolutely fucking atrocious, and I know we disagree, but for me, that was the worst 90 minutes of the season. Today wasn't far behind... Cheltenham's in with them. So in five games, two of them have put on the worst 90 minutes of the season for me. Yeah. I think, I think Fleetwood's got, second but, half, atrocious. Yeah, but look at Fleetwood away. Fleet, Fleetwood away was just as bad. Do you know what I mean? So it's the, 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 there's enough games this season pre and pre Darren Moore that where you look at and go, oh, actually, we're, we're doing a personal competition of when have we been the shittest? And it, that's that's one of the big issues. We 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 decided that instead of going and being football club and going, you know what, these things happen and digging deep and helping out your mates, we've decided that we're just caving. And it is, Ed, we count on one and the amount of good performances we've had this season, and that's worrying. The old things worrying. I know we probably protected him a little bit on this pod, probably insulated him a bit, and personal abuse will not be tolerated by us. We won't give any personal abuse. But I will say David Flickcroft needs to go now because this is the squad he's built. He sat down on the stage at the last fans forum and hello Port Vale, when's the next fans forum? Can you let us know please? Because fans have got a lot of questions to ask. 
Um, he sat on stage at the fans forum with Andy Crosby at the start of the season and said, we are building a side that represents this fan base. I tell you what, this club does not deserve these fans because today, yet again, 1,800 fans have gone there knowing that we haven't won a game all year, got right behind the lads, even at 1-0 down, right behind the lads, probably to the last 20 minutes before the songs really started getting, taking the piss out of ourselves. But they were still vocal. These players in this club does not deserve this fan base. And I tell you what, for some reason, and I can't 100% put my finger on it, but the club and the fan base have never been so far apart. And that's how I feel. If I had to put my finger on it, one thing is, and this isn't me calling for Daryl Clark back by any stretch of the imagination, but when he was manager, we had a manager that was passionate. You know, he was on the touchline. You could see him barking out orders, the knee slide against audience. Fans connected with that. Now, it's too early to say whether they've connected with Dad and Moore or not, because we don't know. It's far too early, and I don't expect that. But also, we had a team that, and Johnny, I know you disagree, that team that got promoted, not in 2024 now, but that team that got promoted then against this team in 2024, that team's miles better. It's got a set of balls. It fights for the club. It fights for the badge. There's a lot of fans there today that are hurting. And them players, Jesse Debler can come out in his post-match and say, I can tell you these players care. Well, I can't because I'm not seeing that they care. And Dan and Moore can come out in his post-match interview and says, I can promise the fans will continue fighting. I'm waiting for them fucking start fighting. How can you continue something you haven't started? Yeah, no, you're spot on. I think the big thing for me is, look, like, you, you compare apples for apples in terms of the two teams, right? And you you have a look at where some of the players are right now. And I get, I get what you're saying, but we should, we should have a, a better, nine, nine out of the 11 that, we, that we've got should be better, but they're not performing for one, one reason or another. You've got a handful of them, Mitch Clark, for example, who I think would, would do a better job than, than Warrell at wing back um, based on now. You, based on now, based on what or two years ago, I'm not convinced. I think Mitch was doing it in League One at that point, though, wasn't he, with Accrington? So it's, I suppose, I, I get what you're saying, but at, at the end of it, it's one, it's one thing you'll never know. But you look at some of that squad, Jake Taylor, where is he, for example? Gib, Gibbo in, in and around the same position that we're in. So is he any better? The only you one probably... I'd look at and go 100% gets in over that team is Conor Ripley. The rest of them, yes, it's very subjective and you'll never know. I'd have Gibbo on this side 100%. Now, I get what you're saying. He's in around the same position. He's got a set of balls. He'd fight for you. He'd put his heart and soul on the line. I'd have him in this side now. Um, Dave Waddle, I'd have him this side. And when I say now, I obviously mean them from two years ago. Um, Dave Waddle from two years ago walks in the side for me. Fight, passion, run up and down that wing for you all day. He'll put tackles in, put balls in the box. Jamie Proctor, I'd have him. I know that's easy to say when we played with no striker today. But Jamie Proctor from two years ago, not Jamie Proctor now, walks in that side. Jake Taylor from Wembley, and I get that was probably one real exceptional performance since he signed. Jake Taylor from Wembley walks in the side, and I'd take Jake Taylor over Jensen Weir at this point. Um, who else have we got that day? Connor Hall. Connor Hall. That's 21st in League League Two. 
Yeah, Conor all yeah, Conor all from that six months walks in this side. Yeah, um, that, that, but that's easy to say because we're a side we're a side on the up doing well. That that that's easy to say. Do you know what I mean? Like look when the going got tough, Conor all wasn't good enough for League One. So he did a better job than what these are doing for me. Yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't mean they're as good enough, does it? That doesn't that... But I'm not saying are they good enough. I'm saying would you take that team over this team? I'm not saying that team wins this league by any stretch of the imagination. I'm saying which no, I, team do you take? I wouldn't I wouldn't take that team I wouldn't take that team in League One, no. We'd be so, in the same position. We'd be we, look, look, look at that eleven. How many of them are playing in League One, not at Port Vale? How many? What I'm asking you mm-hmm. that if we go through them. Connor Ripley or Aiden Stone, we know the answer to that. That's not a debate. Yeah. We go centre off, Jesse Deborah or Connor All, who you're having. What in League One? Right now. Connor All from two years ago or Jesse Deborah from now, which one are you having? Neither of them. Neither are good enough for League One. But I'm not saying either on. I'm asking out of the two, which are you having? Well, I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't pick either of them. And this is this is my point. Like you can go through and pick whichever one you want, but at the end of it, Conor all had six months a year in League One and wasn't good enough for it. Gibbo isn't getting in. Cambridge is starting 11 week in, week out, and, and showing that he's, that he's good enough on that right-hand side. We, just, just because them players got us promoted, it, it, it's, not, it's not an either-or situation. They are not good enough. There's, there's one of that 11 that isn't at Port Vale. Uh, two, sorry, that isn't at Port Vale that's playing at League One level, and them two are both inside scrapping for relegation, and it just proves that it's not good enough. Who's that on? But, yeah, it's, it's on one person. It's on, it's on one person. That, that, that's solely on David Flitcroft's shoulders. The, 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 it's the on two that... people. It's on Dave Flitcroft, and it's on Carol, because she's let this happen. Now, that again, that's not me calling for Carol get out of our club, Carol sell the club, no. I'm really not asking for that. Carol's been a fantastic owner, but she also does come in for criticism. This has happened she, on her watch. Yeah, well, she she can only react after the transfer window. That that is, do you know what I mean? That's that's something that she, that as a good performance review, your transfer windows should be should be when you have that performance review. So she should be looking back at that and going right, okay, what's happened there, and and there there there's your first basis as a. Is a Dave Flitcroft performance review. First half of the season, his performance review, you'd say, decent. Like, what you'd look at it and go, Ollie and Alfie, really good. The players that, at that point, the majority of them looked like they were putting a shift in. The only criticisms you'd have would be the management situation, because I don't think he got enough points out of them that he should have done. And, that would be then, and, and then from there, we... we We've looked at some obvious errors, like lack of striker. He he tried to rectify that during the first half of the season, don't forget. He saw that issue, brought in Uch, whether people like him or not. He, he, he tried to sort that situation out there. But he's made some monumentous errors in that first half. Second half of the season, they've doubled down on it and gone, like, fuck this, we're, 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 we're going to make it even worse somehow. And I don't... And that is that's all on Flitcroft. Like Carol has openly said she doesn't know enough about football, so has gone and got someone in that she believes knows enough about football to help her out. 
he's responsible for everything that touches the grass. So the, the, the stuff that's touching the grass at the minute is an absolute disgrace. And that's not for Carol to then start butting in because where where do you draw that sort of line then about who's who's responsible for what? She she is just responsible for managing Flitcroft and Matt Hancock. That's how it should be. So she now needs to manage them pair. And one of them is doing a pretty decent job. The other one... Flitcroft. Yeah, exactly. And and and, I, and people are gonna people people are gonna say, oh, um, Matt's not doing a great job and stuff like that because there is there is a couple of issues and stuff. But I believe that Matt's Matt, Matt's doing a good job at what he what he's doing at the minute. I believe that we're off the fields in some real good positions, and I get that that no one will really care because we're because we're relegated, and I and I hundred percent agree with that. But you 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 separate them two things. You look at the on field stuff and. He, He's got to take the blame. He's got to shoulder the blame. And I still don't feel like there's any there's any real malice in terms of what's being said and sung towards him. Do you know what I mean? I don't think he's no, anything. If he's getting hurt by David Flickcroft going out at our club, it's got to be more than that. He's been a manager. He's been a footballer. He's heard a lot worse than that. And if people want to sing that, that's not abuse. That's people giving their opinion. And I have no issue with that whatsoever. Yeah. Singing the first minute of a game, yes, I do, and Bale fans haven't done that, so fine. Singing it after a 3-0 defeat at Derby, where you've had your ballys. Yeah, you probably haven't even had your ballys tickled because you couldn't be arsed roll over to get your ballys tickled. You just turned up. What do you expect? I'm sorry, but what do you expect? Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I think if we would have lost 3-0 at Derby and, and, every, and the fans would have walked out there and gone, do you know what? We've put board and thunder into that. We we've we've tried to get we've tried our best. We've just been beaten by one of the best teams in this division. Hundred percent fans yeah. have been happy with that. I'd, I'd, I'd be a bit pissed off with people singing it, singing that sort of thing. Yes, but today he he's got to take that blame. He has he he has got to fully sit there and go, I have fucked this up. Now hiring Daryl Clark, what? Four years ago now, is it? Hiring Daryl Clark four Probably. years ago, then hiring Andy Crosby meant that you've got a 50% success rate in terms of managers. You then hired more, which is, yeah, a great, great appointment. I, I, I still believe it will be eventually a great appointment. But you, you, you look at that and go, well, what do we look at next? We look at the players he's brought in and out of this squad. Two or three, you'd look at, you trust it to get us out of League Two, and that's 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 worrying because these are these these are League One players that we've apparently signed. I will tell you what, this squad could get us out of League Two. Unfortunately, to be the wrong end of League Two, but to get us out of League Two. Well, yeah, that that, and that's part of the issue, isn't it? The minute the, the fact that the mentality is 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 completely wrong, the the, the setups wrong that. The, the, the messages coming out of the club are wrong. And I know that the message coming out of the club last week wasn't technically a message that had come out of the club. But you've got hundreds of people sat up in hospitality that can witness that conversation that she had with the fans in there and stuff like that. That sort of thing is always going to get out. And if you're saying stuff like these players are phenomenal, then gee, you, you've, you've, got, you've got to live and die by that, haven't you? And I don't, I don't know who these players are she's talking about or where the fucking are they, but they weren't the ones on that pitch today. 
No, these players are not phenomenal. These players are absolute fucking spineless, gutless bastards. That's what these players are, because not one of them today can come off that. Maybe one of them can come off the pitch, two were to push and say, I put everything into that game. As you've already said, Funzo Ojo strolling around the place like he doesn't want beer. If you don't want beer, don't wait for a pay-up. Just go and rip your contract up. Say, do you know what? I'll do the honourable thing. Don't pay me when I'm not actually turning up to do my job or I'm turning up and doing bare minimum. If any of them fans in that stand today turn up to their job on Monday morning and put in a performance like them players have today, they wouldn't be in a job by Monday night or they'd certainly be on performance review. Most of these wankers are on two-year contracts and they're going to be here next season picking up a wage. But I tell you what Matt Hancock's hardest job it will be, and I like Matt, as you know, I think Matt's doing a great job. The hardest part of his job is going to be convince fans to buy season tickets next year. Because in League Two, we'll be lucky to sell two and a half, three thousand season tickets next year. Because the amount of people I know that are diehards that say, that's it, I'm not going anymore. And I get, you start winning games, it brings fans back. But people at that football club need to remember that's what we are, we're a football club. And I'm not one of these that's going bashing for the working community because I think it's great. But we've taken his eye off the ball of what that club's there for. Your fan on a three o'clock on a Saturday in the nicest possible way couldn't care what you've done in the community that week. What they care is that the players representing the badge, representing the shirt, go out there and put a shift in, fight for the shirt, blood thunder for the shirt. We were promised a team that represented the fan base. I don't know what fan base they represent, Johnny, because I don't think any fan base in the country would be happy with what we're doing. Yeah, look, that's that's the thing, isn't it? Look, we were promised fitter players, we were promised faster players, we were, we were promised stronger players. We haven't we haven't got more any... physical players. Yeah. Honestly, I think your ten year old nephews team it out, muscle this bunch of useless twats. And that's it. They 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 have they haven't delivered any of the the non negotiables that we were told told we're going to have. I think that's that's the hardest part. I think that's the bit that's definitely hold some fans further away from the club than than ever before. Carol's letter then doubling down on all the good stuff Dave's done. And he has. He's done some good stuff at the football club. And you can't you can't deny that. And as much as there is some people that want to deny it, he has done some good. But the other the other stuff that he's done that's been bad, it's it's been very bad. And you, you've got to hold your hands up there and say that. I think that's that. That was a frustrating with that with the open letter for me was that there was none of the there was no responsibility taken. There was no oh actually yes we know that January wasn't right. We're working hard to fix it. We're now like you said second of March. Any striker that you you want to talk about um, because I know I've been picked up on mentioning the uh, CW player, so I won't mention him. But any striker that's out of a job. That you would have picked up on a free transfer would be fit now. So, what? What? Why have we dicked around? Why? Why haven't? Why haven't we done it? One of them free agents that school passed us today, for example. Yeah. And I'm not saying that we could ever compete with Derby in terms of the wage and at the point of January the league position, but it's it's not like it's it's not impossible to sign a free agent and get them fit and playing. Tom Peck didn't play for three months of the season for the first three months, played 90 minutes on his first game. If the players have looked after themselves, there's no excuse for him not to be able to turn up and play football. And it 
it's things like this that, that at the minute are really winding me up. Is that yes, now a player might take six weeks to get back, get up to fitness, but when when you when we needed to sign these players, we had we had that bit of wiggle room. Like I don't believe it takes anyone six weeks to get up to full match fitness. I don't I don't believe that. No, like, not unless they're coming back from injury where they haven't touched the ball for eighteen months and haven't been on the grass for eighteen months. Yeah, which which is completely different different, isn't it? But like of course it's- any of the free agents that, that that you look at out there, barring Gary Medine, because I think his knee fell off at the end of last season, so would probably need that full pre-season side of it. And it's probably the reason he, he'll, he won't have a club now. The rest of them have all been have all been relatively fit at that point. Now, get they won't be match fit, but... <laughs> It just you you know you're now putting yourselves at a stage where we're going oh well the the rumours are well, don't worry Uch isn't too far away great a man that scored one goal all season for us isn't too far away and that's meant to be a positive it's it, it's just there's there's far far too much wrong at the minute to fix in yeah. in this space of time that we need to fix it there's there's been no ownership. We look at the fact that I'm going to say now. I think a few players that are on this injury list have thrown thrown the towel in. Yeah, and I, don't, 100% I, don't, agree I, don't, with that. I do not care. I I would say this to them. I think a few of them have thrown the towel in and gone. Nah, not for me, thanks. Yeah, and a few of them on the pitch have. But I suppose at least they're turning up on the pitch. But a few more than a few of them on the pitch. Uh, just pick you up, not pick you up because I'm agreeing with you, but something you said there about Carol's open letter and, you know, we've heard this, we've heard that. Dave Flickcroft did a podcast with the club. In that podcast, he told us about the players that he tried to sign. At no point did he apologise for the fans for leaving us short because that's exactly what they've done. If anybody thinks we haven't been left short, we've played today with no recognised striker on the pitch and a 17-year-old lad coming on. Who, bless him, is running his little heart out. And I don't mean that to sound condescending because I'm fully aware that he did. Um, He's coming on and he's trying, he's running about and he's, you know... He probably does care. He's one of the few that can take care. But he's a 17-year-old lad being asked to go into a relegation scrap with a bunch of players around him that couldn't give a toss whether Port Vale is in League 1 or League 2 next year. And Jesse Debra can say in his post-match that we do care. I don't think them players care whether they're League 1 or League 2 next year because some of them think that they'll get another club. Well, good luck getting another club on performances like that. And some of them think, well, I'll pick up a wage for another 12 months. I'm sorry, I wouldn't pay him. Summit's got to be done where players become accountable for their performances. Can you fine them two weeks' wages for saying you haven't put a fucking shift in? Because your yeah. job would stop paying you if you stopped turning up for work. Yeah, and that I think, like I say, I think that, I think the big thing for me is now you we're we're at a, we're at a crossroads, really, aren't we? In terms of the fan base is fractured and massively that's not, fractured. And yeah. I'd love to know how fix it. Because if I knew how fix it. I go down to the club and say, look, this is what you need to do. But I think they've just got to start by giving us some players that'll put a tackle in, they'll run around for the shirt, they'll chase a lost cause, and they'll get the fans on side. Because at the moment, they're very few and far between in our squad. I honestly think that they go and they, look. I, I, I've, I've, I've said for a while, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's it's right just playing pointing fingers at one one place. I think there is three or four positions where 
we fucked this season. But I think to go and fix it, a long way goes by removing Flickcroft. Yeah. I think that starts to rebuild it because it acknowledges the mistakes. I think then what they have to do is they whether fan whether some fans will agree or not, they have to go and get someone in that knows about football. Yeah. Because she's openly said that she doesn't know enough about the football inside of it. We've then got two or three months then before you need to start getting into the transfer business side of it to go and build on right with what league are we in? Probably two, let's be fair, but what league are we in? What do we need? Which again probably isn't that difficult because we need ten we need probably nine or ten players. And then and then you go then you go from there with it. And it gives everyone that chance. It galvanizes the club a little bit. And that's I honestly think that's the only thing that say that that, that saves the fan base at the minute. Yeah, is, probably it, it, it's action. I don't know if you've seen Dicko on Twitter has said about having a fan representation on the board. I know Lincoln do that and it lets fans get their views over and can challenge and put stuff forward and have someone there that can listen to what's going on and report back to the fans. I'm all for that. My, get Dicko on the board. My only issue with that is, and this isn't a dig at Dicko, so please don't take it that way. But my only issue with that is what happens if that person doesn't represent the fan base? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so what, I do, but I think Dicko would represent a good chunk of your fan base. Yeah, I don't yeah. There's many that would say he doesn't represent them. Well, that's what I mean. So that's what I'm saying. So like, I'm not saying I'm not saying Dicko doesn't, but I'm saying no. But if happens, Joe blogs. Yeah, what happens if in 12 months Dicko can't do it anymore? So someone else has to do it, and that person comes in and doesn't represent it. I, I think I think you're you're running a very a very thin line with stuff like that because. I get that there needs to be some dialogue with the fans. So you've got the supporters club there. That that should be that should be the catalyst for that dialogue. I don't believe that someone needs to be on the board as such, but that dialogue needs to happen. I think I think it helps fractures. Uh, it helps to build some of this fractured fan base back at this moment in time. Whether it works for the next ten years, I don't know. But at this moment in time. It helps do something because I, I honestly believe they will struggle to sell two and a half thousand season tickets next year because we will be in League Two. There's no question about it. There's not a cat and house chance that this team is staying in League One. I don't know if I'll have one, and I'll put that out there. I've had one for over 30 years. I don't know if I'll have a season ticket for League Two next year. I don't know if I can bring myself to it, especially not watch a team that's got as much fight and passion as them. Lot. I may as well go down Bradley Fields, have a look who's playing, and watch that match. Yeah, and look, at the end of it, it's money, isn't it? It's not cheap. So, Me it, and you have spent thousands this season. Yeah. And we're not alone. That's not me going, oh, aren't we martyrs? There's a lot of fans out there. And you know what? I'm sure he won't mind me saying. I spoke to Dicko today. He was on our coach. And he didn't go the Reading game. That's the first game he's missed when he's been in the country for years and years. And he's been well enough to go. And he says, I didn't watch it. I had a look at the score on my phone. He says, and I went to bed at 10 o'clock. He says, and do you know what? It's the first time I broke that cycle of going. He says, and all I thought at 10 o'clock is, well, at least I can go back. Whether you've been Super Vale away or you've been in Burslem at the mother town watching the Vale play at home, Johnny, you can always have a McDonald's on the go or delivered right to your door. You can indeed. And where do you get them from, Bez? You go to McDelivery. I've said it right on this one. 
go over to the McDonald's app and get yourselves one. Johnny, what are the T's and C's? It's participating restaurants only. You have to be 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yeah. And when you break the cycle and fans who are diehards stop going, you don't get them back with the click of the fingers. It takes a lot to get them fans back. It does. And look, we, 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 we've, we've probably rescued a lot of people during promotion season. Like, and that, that wasn't done at the start of that season. No. That that was done come Christmas time, sort of thing. When when these sort of people are coming back, so you can't you can't just guarantee something. You would have to do another. Do you remember the target five thousand sort of initiative. Yeah. You'd have yeah. to do something like that to to get people to commit to having one. Who then could look at it and go, do you know what? If we sell five thousand, my season ticket is going to cost me two hundred and fifty quid. I can justify that because I probably will go ten games. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's kind of like the, the only solution at the minute. Like it is because last year we built up an extra one and a half thousand plus home fans. Forget yeah. your away following. We built up an extra one and a half thousand home fans. And I'll stand by what I said the other week. And again, I'm not saying it behind a faceless screen. I'm not saying it behind a six eight five four at a Twitter. I'm Daniel Berryford. I've been a senior consultant for thirty years. Everyone knows me. Face people talk to me. It's been done through pure neglect at the top of the club and taking his eye off the fact that we're a football club and we're here to play football on a Saturday at three o'clock and get players on that pitch that represent the fan base, which they told us is what they were doing, but they haven't delivered. Yeah, it is. And And I'll say this on here as well now. They haven't announced the lottery results from yesterday. The Vale lottery's already been drawn and I've got third place and I've won a shoot which I've already got, but I'll go and get it. So I'll be going down to reception to pick my shirt up if anyone wants to have a chat with me. Yeah, and that's, you know, that, that's, the, that's the big thing, do you know what I mean? Like, we're not... I, I, think, I think they need to hear the fans. They need to listen to them. They need to talk to them. They, they need to understand the frustrations. And this isn't, this isn't frustrations at somebody because they, they don't like the person. This is frustrations because we don't like the job that's being done. Yeah. Like, and it's because we care it's yeah. because we are emotionally invested in that club and have been for the past 30 odd years for me, 20 odd years for you Johnny, people listening can probably go 40, 50, 60 years, we've been emotionally attached to the club and it hurts, it really hurts to watch them players go out on that pitch, put that performance and it hurts to see the club in the state we're in because yes, off the pitch we might look a good club, on the pitch we're fucking diabolical Carlisle in the last 15 games are above us in the form table. Carlisle have actually won one game this season. And who was that against? The gift yeah. that keeps on giving. 
it, and that's and that that's the big issue, isn't it, at the moment? And you 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 look at everything, cards on the table. We need some clear direction about where the club's going. If I see Ian Donaldson tweet about, oh, somebody will beat in humble pie, I'm going to lose my shit because I saw him do it the other day. He's a fucking sponsor. Yes, he's Carol's mate, but shut the fuck up. It's nothing to do with you. It needs to be Carol coming out. It needs to be her going, we've cocked this right up, and I'm sorry about that. None of this. The players are phenomenal. We haven't had an apology yet, not one. No, we haven't. But... The, I suppose I suppose the one thing you can say is that they can't apologise for something that's not happened. So fucking up the last three transfer windows has already happened. That can be apologised for. Yeah, I'd say I'd say two. I'd say we cocked up two of them. I'd, two of them massively. Yeah, two of them massively. The summer one. I, I, the loans you could argue. Yeah, I, I, the some, I, I still believe that this squad has enough quality in it to be a League One squad with with a proper striker added to it. But I think their attitude and everything else is is somewhat different. And maybe that's the problem. Do you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe that's part of this the signing process or whatever is that they've looked at it and it's not there isn't there isn't someone that's going to go in there and ruffle a few feathers and tell people that they've been shit today and like all that, all that stuff. Maybe, maybe it is different now. Maybe you can't rely on that side of it. I don't know, but I just think that there's so much that we've got wrong in the whole on the football inside of it that we, we we've got to hear something from an employee of the football club that says this is wrong. This is how we're going to fix it. And this is how this this is the accountability around it. Do you know what I mean? Because I think that's a big thing. Is this is wrong? This is how we fix it. This this is this is the accountability around of it. And then we then we move on and we 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 look at it because burying the heads isn't going to work because people are getting more and more frustrated and they're taking the frustration out on Carol um, when. Yes, she's got she she's got to accept some of this responsibility, like you said, Bez. But at the end of it, she's also held her hands up and given that responsibility away to somebody that should know more about football than her. So they're they're the things for me now is that actions speak louder than words. You do. And like I say, I've got to the point where every Saturday's ruined now. Saturday night my mood to shite because I've been watching that shite I don't know if I want to put myself through it anymore Saturdays and I know I sound like a broken record because I've been saying this for a while now I just they can't be asked why should we really yeah. at that point and me and you have said to each other on the coach on the way home me and you will do it tonight we won't ask any of the others come on and ruin their Saturday night as well we'll lead by example and that's what we want to see from the club now some leading by example yeah, and, that, and that's it. Look, I I, looked, I I saw the Leighton Orient tickets went on sale the other day and saw them at a tenner an adult, and I was like, oh, fuck's sake, that I, I really wasn't going that game. And then I saw that, and I was like, I was I, I was like, going, well, that 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 might sway me. Not a chance now. Not a chance. No, no I'm not. in Newcastle for work that night, and normally I take my fire stick with me and watch it. I'd probably go to the cinema instead. Yeah. 
I don't blame you. I, and I watch I, some fucking film in bloody Japanese or something that I can't understand what's going on because I probably understand it more than watching Bale on a football pitch. Yeah, this is this is this is the thing that the club have, have got to address. This is the, the these are the things that people are are voting with their feet already, and it's only going to get worse unless we look at something to fix to to fix it. Yeah, yeah. We like I say, for me, this season's over now. We're down. We're going to next week. We're six points behind Shrewsbury, who are just outside the relegation zone. And we play them next week. That means by five o'clock next Saturday, we're nine points behind them. Um, season's over. We can't keep going into these games and going, this is last chance saloon now. Get behind the boys. This is last chance saloon. Get behind the boys. Christ, we've had more last chance saloons than cats have lives. And we haven't turned up to one of them. So think, why is next Saturday going to be any different? I think we've just been really lucky that the other teams down there are just as just as equally as shit, aren't we? Yeah. But... And we bottom this league if it wasn't for Carlisle and... Some of me thinks, God bless Carlisle, and the other part of me thinks, well, we may as well do the old log and finish bottom. Well, there's still every chance we might do. I just can't see them picking up enough points to get to where we are now, never mind if we manage to scrape the odd draw between now and the end of the season and pick up one or two points, because that's the maximum we will pick up. Yes, well, correct. It's just shite. We've been, poor Vale FC, ruining weekends since 1876. And it's just shite. Let's briefly, and it will be brief, I can't be all sitting and talk about every player individually today because I'll just be calling them all spineless, gutless bastards. And that's exactly what they are on today's 90 minutes. I'm not saying they are as a person. And do you know what? We've had some really nice boys. We've had some really good personalities. Great. Come three o'clock on a Saturday, that's not what I'm paying for. I'm not paying to see nice boys and nice personalities. I'm paying to see a side that, as we've been promised, represents the fan base. Put tackles in for you. Run through a brick wall for you put the bodies on the line for you. But we'll very briefly go through, Johnny, and you can have a line or two on each player and give us a marking for today. Um, I might chip in on the odd one or two. The rest of them can fuck off. Um, so we went Derby. We lost 3-0. They didn't even try, in all fairness, and beat us 3-0. They went 1-0 up after five through Lewis Sibley. Two on four. I'm, I'm, I'm not having that. that that's a Casper the Patter and goal barriers. Well, Sky would give it to him. But yeah, yeah it probably is. Dwight Gale made it two, and Louis Sibley added a third, so we either got one or two today. The stats is real good stat for you. Possession, which we know doesn't necessarily mean a lot, but Derby had 58, they had 42. Total shots mean something. Derby had 20 shots today to Port Vale's three. Derby had six on target to Port Vale's big round number of zero. That's 90 minutes of football without a shot on goal. They had seven corners to our four. They had three block shots to our none. They won three tackles. We won two. Ripley's made three saves. Yeah, it was just shy. We, there was two yellow cards in the game. We picked up both. Absolute dog shit. Vale won. Well, the yellow cards, we won something. Yeah, that's all we did when we won the other card stats 2-0. Um, Vale away brought to you by Andy's Travel. Get yourself over to Andy's Travel. Give him a call on a Friday. Have a look where the Vale are playing and tell him to take you to the opposite end of the country and get as far away from it as possible. And I'm sure he'll do you a good price for doing it. Andy's Travel, give him a bath. Johnny, let's go through very briefly, as I said. 
we won't hang around. But before the game, you did message me, um, even though you stood by me. You said, plant or Massey wing back, question mark, hopefully plant. Jones injured, question mark, Loft injured, question mark. Lots of questions about the 11, but it's all down to the recruitment. So, Darren Moore said on his interview, I don't know if you've listened to it, Johnny, I've put myself through the misery. Um, Ryan Loft's got stitches. Um, and he's gone and couldn't play because of that. Got stitches in his mouth? Yeah. What, how's that affect his feet? Don't know. I'm sure he said in his mouth or whatever he went down with and got bloodied on Tuesday. He's got stitches. Okay. Um, Dan Jones, knock. James Wilson, slight, felt something, which says to me couldn't be asked. Um Tom Sang went down yesterday or something. Basically, they all couldn't be asked. Yeah, it feels that way, doesn't it? In one face. And you know what? The only one I have a little bit of sympathy for, because, and I know not everyone will agree with this, but I actually feel for the human being. And there was a great article on One Vale Fan from Rob Fielding, so we'll have a look as Ryan Loft, the person. Now, as a footballer, I don't think he's good enough. That's not me saying he is. But actually, as a person, now he's got to be going through mentally a hell of a lot and Johnny I know you touched on it footballers you've got to have thick skin he's gone through way more than normal I think with some of our fans not us on here I think we've been quite supportive of him but when you hear your own fans mocking you when you're scoring a warm-up and booing you as you come onto the pitch and some of the abuse I've heard hurdled at him when he hasn't necessarily done anything worse than anyone else I can understand why he may be and I don't know but maybe in a bad mental state yeah. The rest of them have just shit out for me. Yeah, definitely. Like like we said at the start, there's there's going to be things going on and stuff like that that we don't know about. There's 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 times and place for things. We we've we, we've said we get it when when it's when it's negative and it's bad. And looking and cut like some of the things that that we've said probably contradict that. But again, it's based on the ninety minutes and it's it's based on the footballing ability or or lack thereof rather than the person um but sometimes you you have got to take a long hard look at yourself there's a lot of ours that could so yeah carry on darren moore and the coaching staff who've now officially been announced a mark for them today yeah it was a two it was A bad 11 for me. You're going Derby without a striker, I get we haven't got one, but going Derby without a striker and setting up with two baffled me. Um, and then the in-game management, Ripley went down. You thought, oh, here we go, something's going to change. And nothing really did. We had we had five minutes where we looked like we, 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 we were considering being a football inside. And I say, considering being a football inside, we're we're launching throw-ins in for a few minutes, and and that was that 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 was it. That was our that was our day done. So yes. yeah, it's it's just not it's not great. It's it's not pretty to watch. And the subs, the timings of them, the fact that we still haven't used all five, um, confuses me. And yeah, the subs like bringing Smithy on. Right, that's not anything against Nate, but we're three 0 down. Why are we bringing centre half, centre half on? 
And I guess you probably look at the bench and go, well, what, what else? What else can we do? And it's probably one of the, the the reasons. But surely, surely there's someone on the bench you can bring on to to try and just change the shape quickly and finish the game off with with five minutes to go, looking like you want to get something out of it. But yeah, it, it's it's just not it's not nice to watch at the minute. It's not nice no. to talk about either. No, it isn't. It's awful, and that's why we're going to fly through it. Um, ref watch brought to you by repair-glasses.co.uk. Sonny Gill, the ref today, thought he had a decent game, but yet again, a team that's third from bottom of the league made it an easy game to ref. As a referee, you go into a game, and you'd love ref a game like that, because you haven't had a lot to do. The games that are hard to ref is when you've got teams battling, scrapping, throwing the bodies on the line, throwing themselves into tackles, making it horrible, being in your ear. There, the games are tough to ref. That was a very, very easy game for him to ref today, and he did it well. And what he had to did really frustrate me at one point where he stopped the game because two players had collided right in front of the dugouts. And when he stopped that game, we were on the ball, and he dropped it to them. Lost my shit at that point because I don't yeah. know why he dropped them the ball. They don't need any help against us. We're fucking pathetic. We don't try. You don't need give them any help against Port Vale. No. Us being the opposition is all the help that they need. So don't give them the ball when it's not their ball. Not that that would have impacted the full-time results or anything. But yeah, that one. But apart from that, it's hard to give him any more than a six because he had nothing to do because we made it a very easy game to ref, which... I seem to be saying the same thing week in, week out on here. And we might be a team that's fighting, scrapping against relegation. We're not. We're a team that's turning up and standing off teams and letting them play football, which is exactly yeah. the opposite. You ex- That's what you expect when a team's mid-table, season's over, they can't go up, they can't go down, and they're on the beach and they just don't want their engine before the summer holidays. That's exactly what we look like, a team that's just turning up and... I was going to say going through the motions, but I think that's been overly kind to say that the players are going through the motions because they're not but yeah that was a ref watch and I've got it on to the players Sonny Gale 6 out of 10 not a lot to do Johnny anything to add on the ref no not really I think I think he was pretty sound I think there, there, there isn't there, is, there isn't anything that jumps out and you think oh that was horrendous like say the, the drop ball situation was was odd um, but not the end of the world, is it? I think he got all the free kicks right. I think the Funzo booking felt a bit harsh. Um, I don't, I didn't really think it was a a yellow card tackle, but um, did he not book there, lad, in the second half for for fly kicking Funzo in the chest? Nope. No. Nope. No. Nope. See that the, plan, then. The only two bookings today were Funzo Ojo and Gav Massey. See that that's bad then, because that was definitely that that was definitely a yellow. Yeah, it was. So, that's... Yeah. But, yeah. Let's move on. That's RefWatch. Repair-glasses.co.uk. Let's get into Vale away. They couldn't be ours. They were shit. But if you want a nice pint, get yourselves down Johnny's Bar in Burslem. Got some lovely pints on. Not open this weekend, but hopefully will be next weekend. And thoughts with you at the moment, Johnny. Um, Johnny in goal, number one, Connor Ripley. Um, Instagram post incoming. It's I'm bored of him. I hope he doesn't post one because I'm sick of him saying the same shit. I'm, I said weeks ago he's obviously got him saved in his drafts from from Morecambe, and it just feels the same thing. 
Was he at fault today? No. Could he have done better? Yeah, because his kicking was atrocious. But we've asked him to kick it out wide towards Deborah stood on the touchline. He's going to get some wrong, isn't he? But, yeah, the five for me made... He closed the angle down in the first half really well, saved it, then got, got back into his goal and made a, an, an acceptable save. Um, but other than that, I can't really remember him doing anything other than picking it out of his net and trying to kick it out for a throw-in. Yeah, that's fair. I've got nothing to add. Right to the back three, Casper. Um, good finish for the own goal. Um, don't know how he's managed that. But... Yeah, I just thought pretty shit today. Like we 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 hung off. He didn't he didn't get involved. He, he wasn't tied to his man, and it just defensively it was just it was all over the place today. Yeah, so four for Casper. Yeah, that's fair. Nothing to add there. In the middle, the yak. Five for the yak. Thought he was all right. Um. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, cool. there's not a lot more to add there. Yeah, I'm with you. And on the left of the three, I thought he was a good player for a bit, but I don't know what's gone on. Is it because he's not comfortable on the left? Is it because he's never experienced this before? I don't know, but he's digressing, digressing, whatever you want to call it. It's Jesse Devlin. Yeah, it was a it was a one for Jesse. It was it, it was frigging awful. Is it was he was involved in. Two of the three goals, and to be fair, the third one did come down his side as well. So I don't know how much he had play, I'd, I'd, uh, how much of a part he had to play in that. But it, it was just an awful performance. His throw-ins were shit again, like just just boring. And just one thing for him in the yak: don't ever come over waving your hands, asking the fans for more when you're being absolutely dog shit on the pitch. Like, and the fans were actually giving it more. And that's the one thing that the only positive Vale have got at the moment is fans are going into the games, whether it's home or away, and creating a positive atmosphere just for the players to throw it back in the faces in the end. But fans aren't going in there and kicking off from the word go. It could turn that way very soon, I'll be honest. But it, fans are still trying. I will tell you, I will tell you now, it will turn that way Saturday if we go one 0 down early doors. Yes. It will turn that way Saturday because it's you saw what happened the other week when Smith you give one away after a minute against Lincoln. I think because they they were mid table at that point, we kind of had resigned ourselves to losing anyway. This this is this is full for last chance to you know, no bed you've said how many times can we say that, but this is this is the only team we can physically catch now because we've got to play and by the looks of it. So we we we've got to we've got to fucking do something. But with that back three, I'd, I've got I've got no faith. And I'll be honest, I'm at the point where even if somehow we get a win next Saturday, we're still going down. So I'm past last chance saloon now. I um, mean, actually, can we do the honourable thing and as Donald Trump would say, stop the count, hmm. stop counting now, just end the season. And that's where I'm at. And the way I feel at the moment, the last one out, the club turned the lights off. And that's horrible saying, and I don't like saying it, but that's where I'm at. Uh, Johnny, right wing back, back in the start, 11, James Plant. Yeah. Um, one, one, one of two players that you can you can look at and say, uh, one of three players, sorry, you can look at and say, 
didn't did, didn't lack any effort. Yeah. Um, but just just wasn't good enough today. I think their their first goal, he he probably gets gets too tight to to his man, who then just fires it back across for Casper to to launch back in, but. He, he didn't really have a chance to create much going forward. He he's best further up where he can where he can impact the game. And we've we've probably seen one good game from Plant this season. Well, I say one good game, one good fifteen minutes from Plant this season at at, at Portsmouth when he started higher up, and every other game he's just been doing a job, and that's it's really hard on him because is. Is he is he gonna is is the plan for him to be a left wing left or right wing back for the rest of his career? I can't see if he'd want that. But at the minute it's just just been poor. So it was a five for plenty just just for sheer effort, but some end product he's gotta take a bit of criticism with because we had none. Yeah. No, it's all fair. It's all fair. And we never got him high enough up the pitch to try and get him an end product and is he another young player whose career we're ruining by just keep playing him out of position and not giving him a shot up in the attacking part of the pitch where he should be? And as you said, he had his best 15 minutes, but that's one for another day. Opposite side, another young lad we've chucked in there because some of the senior players didn't fancy it today, Jack Sharrock. Yeah, it was, it was bad for Jack. Um, now, I'd, I, I wouldn't like being... I wouldn't like being in his position when you're looking at the fact that they've got Tom Barkhausen, Nathaniel Mendes Lang, Corey Blackett Taylor on the bench. And so I wouldn't like being Jack's position. I think he his part in the third goal showed what showed where he is as a as a kid because he was far too weak in in, in that one. But apart from that, it's it's just yeah, he had a he had a little bright spell first half where he took on a couple of men and delivered a couple of balls, but we had no one up there to go to go and do anything with it. Um, and it's another one that that apparently plays on the right of a front three for the youth team. So I don't know. I thought he was a left back to be honest. Nope, he's been playing right of the front three. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So yeah. number seven, number seven, Jack Shorrock was the other day for for the youth team. So, Christ, it's, it's another one that's that 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 may be an attacker of some nature that we're shoehorning in at wing back because he's left footed. Lord, yeah, says it all. Says it all. Let's go across the midfield. Did you give him a mark? Uh, it's four for Jack, but four. although Goodwin isn't marking anymore, he's given up. Yeah. So. Four for Jack. Across the midfield, let's start with the lad that spat the dummy out a few weeks back and I don't think found it yet. Funzo Ogier. It was a zero for Funz. Just, 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 he, the reason it's a zero is because he's got the ability and he's choosing not to show it. And that's the difference. Do you know what I mean? Like, players can have bad games. Do you know what I mean? Players can have bad games. Players can not be good enough, but still put a shift in and stuff like that. Funz isn't doing either. He isn't putting the shift in. He, he's got quality, like, and it was easier the first six months of the season when you've got Alfie and Ollie in and around you to, to look like a better player. Of course, it's easier, but you've now got to dig deep and show why 
you're one of the highest paid paid players at the club. Yeah. Yeah, with you. Nothing else to add him with you. Strolling around the pitch like he doesn't want beer, as we've already said. If you don't, get your contract, rip it up and fuck off. Um, next to him, today's captain until Smithy come on, then he passed him the armband, which was a little bit surprised at. Keep the armband back, Ben Garrity. It's modern football there, isn't it? Yeah, I don't give a shit. Smithy shouldn't be the captain. Ben should, and it's a low bar because we're praising Ben because he's come back from injury and he's running round. But Ben Garrity. Yeah. yeah, again, five for Ben today. I think he did exactly that. He ran around and got got through at the end where he kind of used his strength and, and stuff like that, turned and just just shot slightly wide. But yeah. Apart from that, it's one of them, isn't it? It's, it's, all, yeah. it's hard when you're the only one that cares. Yeah, it is. It is. And then in behind the front two, I think Jensen Weir was on the pitch, was he? Was he? Um, Apparently so. What can you say? The highlight of his game is he put in one good corner, which which Ben headed headed wide. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, if he's if he's watching if he's watching that back for video analysis about things to do better. Um, I hope he's got a good 89 minutes on his hands mm. because he's fucking awful. Like, I, I hopefully he's, he's he's clever or like he knows I'll work a till or something because he, he's never playing for Brighton ever in his life. And if he plays higher than the National League, I'll be shocked. Because yeah. what, we, what we've seen from him has been has been dreadful and then we had a little bit of a bright spark Tuesday for 45 minutes but revert to type today and I get that he didn't have a lot of the ball but when he did he did fuck all with it and just was moping around his shoulders were down and I get it's another young lad I get that experience pays a part in it but he's been he's been part of a relegated team last year so we should know all about this yeah um, and just 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 doesn't seem arsed. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Nothing else to add. I'm with you. And then up top, one player that can come out of it that at least you can say he ran around and tried, Gavin Massey. Yeah, look, it's 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 a low bar, isn't it? But yeah, giving man of the match for a bloke that's actually come off that pitch, ran his arse at all heart out from from my opinion isn't good enough and this goes back to what we spoke about earlier with Funzo do you know what I mean about if you're if you're not good enough but you put the effort in there's, there's going to be few fans that will complain about that yeah and I think based on today we've seen a player that's obviously not a striker obviously not not good enough but has ran around put himself about he's he's tried today the li- the limited things he had he, he tried he had a bit of a he, he slotted a ball down um, and got in, in down the right once first off I think that was that there was a decent bit of football but we reverted to type and went oh Gav Matty's on the pitch um, that six foot seven target man and fired it to his head and fair play to him he actually won a few of his headers but because no one's near him. He's just flicking it onto their centre half or goal. 
Yeah, and I think I think part of that this isn't me knocking Gavi, but I think part of that's their centre half going. Well, I know you've got no one around me, so win the header. What are you going to do? Mm. I that I say that's not me knocking Gav because Gav could have easily gone. Fuck it, I'm not going for the header. But I, I do I do think that like part of it is that as well that we make the centre half job so easy. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Did you give him a mark? Um, six. Yeah, that's fair enough. And then next team, the man that's recently turned vegan, Ethan Chislett. <laughs> the man that's recently turned vegan. What's the only explanation I've got for him eating the grass every time he can? <laughs> I think he's oh, gone vegan. <laughs> he goes down for a snack halfway through. Well, not halfway through, but every chance he gets, he goes down for a little snack. <laughs> that's killed me, that has. Um... You've probably thrown me off now with that. The man that's turned vegan. He must have done. Yeah, um, he was shit today, wasn't he? Yeah. I, I think he came problem... off at half time and he had the same impact in the second half as he had in the first. I think he had more impact in the second half. Yeah, probably. I think the problem with with Chislett is when when he doesn't do anything, he doesn't do anything. Like, do you know? Do you know with some attacking players, when when they don't create or score a goal, you can look at them and go, "Well, they've they've impacted the game in this way or whatnot." Like when Chislett does nothing, Chislett does nothing, and it's just another one of them games where Chislett has done nothing. Yeah, it's fair. Is in Marcus Ela. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And then he came on for 45 minutes, and we have already talked about him, and he did run around and try Bailey de Pepe. Yeah. Again, what 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 are we... This is one of the tactical things, like, what are we thinking? Like, we've got Mighton on the bench at that point. And then, who else? I, I don't know who else we had on the bench at that stage, but... Well, everyone throwing... at that point, so you've got... Luke Violet, Clark, Smith, Lowe, Mighton, Walters, Di Pepe. Yeah, okay, so Mighton then. I don't I don't get why we keep throwing a seventeen year old to the wolves. No. I don't I understand it. He, he's got in it for for his career, he's got he, he's gonna have got nothing out of those forty five minutes. So yeah. I'd, he tried he, he, he tried, but at this stage, he's not good enough, and that's that. That's not that's not meant to sound as harsh as it's probably come across, because that's not me saying he'll never be good enough. But at this moment, moment in time, for what we need, he is not good enough, and that goes for that goes for the majority of the fuckers on there as well. Not just him, but yeah. as a seventeen-year-old, just protect him a little bit. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, and that's it. That was Vale v Derby. The positive to come out of today is we haven't got a game on Tuesday. So your Tuesday night won't be ruined this week. So there's one positive. And I suppose the other positive, although it didn't have a massive impact, Mitch Clark back after his broken leg or whatever it was. Yeah, Mitch is back, which is which is obviously a, a positive maybe. Who knows? Um, too little, too late maybe. But yeah, it's right. positive for him. He no, no one obviously, no one deserves that. So hopefully, he can get himself back up and play a few games and 
a lad that always comes across as is someone that cares. So hopefully you can you can get that get that across. Do you know what I mean? Like like try try and help Ben Ben Garrity a little bit to get that sort of attitude and behaviour right in there. But yeah. we're asking a lot from two lads. Yep, we are. We've played 34 games now, so 12 games remaining. We're on 32 points, so averaging less than a point a game. We probably need 18 points from the last 12 games to get us to the 50 and see if that'll be enough. Yeah. It's a, big yeah. Game. It's a, it's a very point, big game. Point and a half a game. Yeah, it's not happening, is it? Not when you've got less than a point a game out of 34, now you need a point and a half from the last 12. Yeah, when you look at the fact that Shrewsbury, Orient, Oxford, Burton, R- Bristol, Rovers, Northampton, Wigan, Peterborough, Exeter, Wickham, Bolton, Cambridge. Hmm. Let's be fair, our home run in them games is, if you want to make a go of it, we've, we've got the right teams at home. But Go on, it's Shrewsbury, Cambridge. Yeah, so, so our next... Our next home games are Shrewsbury, yeah. then Oxford, then Bristol Rovers. Yeah. Um, and then Exeter, Wickham and Cambridge are the three. At the end, Exeter, Wickham, Cambridge. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, Oxford is seventh at the moment and at their place looks a very good side. Bristol Rovers 11th. Apart from that, they're all teams in the bottom half. Yeah, and that's it. So if you want to make a go of it, you couldn't have asked for a better run-in. No. But, I mean, if we don't draw any games, basically, we need to win half of our games. Yeah. We need to average a point and a half a game now. So you do that by win one, lose one, win one, lose one. Yeah, which I say, you couldn't have asked for a nicer running. No, but, but you're also saying that to a side that we're on the 2nd of March, hasn't won a game since 2023. Yeah. And that's the, and that's the big thing. You know, like, you can have you can have as nice of a running as you want, but... <laughs> There's that point that comes to it as we've got to start winning games. Like, so we'll yeah. see. If we got Stafford Rangers, Market Drayton, Eccleshaw, and England Blind School, and the rest of our games, I don't think we'd win a game. Well, it's, it'd, be, it'd be interesting at the minute. Yeah, it was. But hey, uh, we said we were going to knock it out quick. We've led from the front and not asked any of the others to come on and talk about that shite today because we just want to get it done. We wanted it done on Saturday night so we can try and not talk about Vale on Sunday, try and forget about Vale on Sunday and have a normal day. I'm reckoning in the morning. Johnny, what are you doing with your day on Sunday? Um, taking a little one swimming. Sounds a plan. Anywhere nice, proper swimming or like plain swimming? No, proper swimming at the minute. So we're, oh. he's, having, he's having swimming lessons. Um, whether he wants it or not. Yeah, whether he wants it or not, because apparently it's a live skill. No, so, I, I agree. I agree. Well, yeah, he's having swimming lessons at the minute um, on a Thursday. So yeah. pretty much every other Sunday we try to take him swimming just to keep keep on it, reinforce it and move it along a little bit. So, yeah, we're taking him Fenton because there's, oh, the, yeah, there's a little like kids training pool thing, which he can kind of stand up there if, if needs be and stuff so yeah nice sounds a better day than doing a podcast just be That's... careful when you take him swimming lessons here my brother got told off by his youngest the other week at swimming right okay he was having his lesson and my brother started playing on his phone 
the next thing he looks up, the young'un's got out of the pool during the lesson and shouting at him, Daddy, you should be watching me swimming, not playing on your phone. Brilliant. <laughs> and dressed him down in front of all the parents. Yeah, I say that, that, that's, a, that's a dressing down he didn't expect. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, when you take him swimming lessons, just make sure you're watching him. Yeah, but pay attention. That's it. Right, let's go, Johnny. That's us done. Um, hopefully, you'll enjoy your weeks, everyone, because we haven't got a game. Uh, we'll probably come on Thursday and do a little bit of something, but I haven't really got the art to do an hour and a half to have a podcast at the moment on this shit. So we'll come on and do something on Thursday, Johnny. And well, at Wembley this week for work. Well, I was going to say, you, you, you've been cinema a couple of times that we need to catch up on as well. Yes, so. we'll catch up on that. I've been cinema a few times. I won't be going this week, to be fair, because as I say, I'm travelling down to Wembley on Wednesday dinner because I've got an event there Thursday for work. So I Is that Wembley be... Arena or...? No, Wembley Stadium. Oh, OK. Inside some of the, like, hospitality bits in Wembley Stadium. Oh, nice. A mortgage event on there. So I shall be down there this week for work. Cool. So there you go. That, that should be good. Yeah, so that's it. So we'll be back Thursday to have a chat around what I've seen at the cinema and as little about Vale as possible. Big, big week coming ahead for the fact that Dan and Moore hasn't had a week with the team on the training pitch now. So... He can perhaps hide behind that at the moment. He's now got a full week with them. So let's see what they can produce next Saturday. Yeah, let's see. Oh, uh, until one. Well, it's probably the wrong time to mention it now, seeing as everyone will have heard two of the three. Well, but, I was uh, just about to say, and if you've heard, get yourself McDonald's. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, let us know what you thought of the um, sponsors. That's through the Talk Sport app. That now and again, you get mass sponsors for all the podcasts on the platform. That was one of them. And me yeah. and Johnny recorded it and it's on there. So tell us if you're loving it. We're out. We're out. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. So, it's full time from the pod, and we've just lost again, and now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking to who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight, and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah, there we go. So, order make delivery on, on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.